But in these classes, Chad's mostly talking about major distinctives uh, of Christian teaching that we have in common with all Christian churches, all, all churches that belong to the Christian faith. So the gospel, the Lord's Prayer, the creeds, the Ten Commandments, baptism, even though different churches do it differently, communion, even though different churches do it differently, by and large, there will be agreement across all the Christian churches about these things. So I could go to just about any Christian church in the country or even around the world and say that I'm a Christian. And if they said, well, what do you believe? And I recite the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, they would say, right on, brother, you're one of us. Okay? By and large, there's not going to be um, disagreement in those major things, those major distinctives that set us off from cults and from other religions. But within the big C church, denominations and individual churches have distinctives of their own. And this is what Dallas Willard calls a vessel. He calls it having a vessel, these distinctives that belong to denominations and individual churches. 2 Corinthians 4.7 says, we have this treasure, meaning the gospel, in earthen vessels. And Paul equates earthen vessels with our physical bodies, but I think you can also think of earthen vessels as forms or expressions of faith. So, for example, if you're in the Salvation Army, you wear the uniform. That's a distinctive of being in the Salvation Army. That's part of their vessel. If you're Roman Catholic, your authority comes from a pope and you attend mass, and that's part of your vessel as a Roman Catholic. If you're Orthodox, you probably use icons as prayer devices. That's a notable feature of the Orthodox vessel. I grew up in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and we worshiped using a very specific liturgy. We used real wine for communion, and we had a catechism class, like Chad mentioned earlier. That's part of the Lutheran vessel. So, does everybody understand what I mean by having a vessel? Okay. Think distinctives. Baptists have a vessel. Methodists have a vessel. Non-denominational non megachurches have a vessel. TCF has a vessel. TCF has a vessel. We have distinctives about us that make us different from other churches. And we're going to spend some time discussing those distinctives at the end of each of these classes. So here's the definition that I want to give about the TCF vessel. The TCF vessel is how TCF pursues life in the kingdom of God. So the TCF vessel is the how of how we pursue life in the kingdom of God. And the emphasis is on how. And here's just some of them. If you've been around for a while, you could probably make a list, and it would be pretty similar. Homeschooling, child training, men's meetings, relational discipleship, the annual three-day fast that we do, the St. James Reader that many folks in the church use, home groups, church planning, and not taking an offering. Chad mentioned that earlier. The fact that we don't take an offering is part of our vessel. Usually people are around for months before they are like, where do you guys actually give? How do you give to the church? Sometimes I'll find myself visiting other churches and they'll take an offering. I'll be like, oh man, I, I, don't, I don't have any cash. Um, those are all part of the vessel. Can you think of any other ones that I maybe left off? That's not an exhaustive list by any means. Home groups. I think I did mention that one. 
The fact that we say the Apostles' Creed is part of our vessel, a year ago, two years ago, it wasn't. Vessels change. The essentials of the faith never change, but vessels do change. All those are vehicles that allow us to experience the life promised in the gospel. It's how we order ourselves as a church toward life in Jesus. Does that make sense? I know it's getting late, but really like five, six more minutes. So having a vessel is not a problem. That's not the problem. But the problem comes, to quote Dallas Willard, Willard says, you cannot avoid having a vessel. You have a Baptist vessel, and you have a Benedictine vessel, and a Quaker vessel, and so forth. The problem comes when we mistake the vessel for the treasure. For the treasure is the life and the power of Jesus. We have to have a form of life, a vessel, a spirituality, if you wish, but to make that spirituality my life, that's the point at which I may begin to think that being a good Baptist is more important than being a good Christian, than being obedient with my whole person to Jesus Christ. At that point, I am back in the flesh and have become spiritually off balance. Now, if I could take that and transpose it into the key of TCF, I would say, to make the TCF vessel my life, that's the point at which I may begin to think that being a good TCF member counts more than being obedient with my whole person to Jesus Christ. At that point, I'm back in the flesh and have become spiritually off balance. Does that make sense? The things that make up our vessel are good. They're good things, and we champion them, and we encourage them, but they in themselves are not the point any more than sacrificing bulls and goats were the point for Israel. Those weren't the point at all. How often do the prophets say, I despise your offerings and I despise your fasts because you're just going through the motions. You're not really seeking me and you're not seeking the good of your neighbor. Or what Jesus said to the Pharisees, you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. In other words, he's saying, you guys are all stars at adhering to the vessel, but you've completely missed the point of it. You've completely missed the point. Everything was about seeking God and about obeying God and relating life to God. Even reading the Bible can become lifeless vessel keeping. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. So just adhering to the vessel is not the point. When we engage the vessel in faith, we find life in the things that we do. When we engage in home groups with faith, when we come to worship in faith, when we say the creed in faith, we find life in the things that we do. But when we engage the vessel out of fear of judgment from others, or out of guilt, or out of pressure, then we find death in the things that we do. We don't enjoy them, we dread doing them, and a lot of times we're just doing it to stay out of the scrutiny of others. Again, as leaders, we believe in child training, we believe in homeschooling, fasting, etc. But the last thing that we want to do is make professional TCF members where you just do the things and you know the lingo, 
but you're really just trying to fit in and there's no life in it at all. That's the last thing that we want to do when we champion and encourage these things. We are never meant to get our identity from the vessel. We're never meant to get our identity from the vessel. We get our identity from belonging to the crucified and risen king and only from there. So when we talk about these areas over the next few months at the end of these classes, you know, some of these topics will make your pulse race, they'll make you breathe a little bit faster, and you might get a little bit ticked off. And you might think, man, I love this church, but I don't want that, and I don't know if I will ever want that. And I just want to say it's okay. Let's keep talking. Let's keep talking. This is why we encourage people to take at least a year before considering us to be their church. We don't want the vessel to be a bunch of soul-killing laws. We want the vessel to open us up to all that the Father has for us in his Son's good kingdom. Amen? All right, any questions? All right. <laughs> I'm sure this, this is kind of like a preamble to all the different topics related to the vessel. But... Hopefully the concept makes sense for everybody. And on those particularly difficult ones, maybe the ones that you have trouble with, we can talk a little bit more uh, about guilt, about pressure, about doing things out of maybe the, the pressure to conform. Adam. I think I say a couple of things. One is just to remember over and over that our identity is not in the vessel. It's in belonging to Jesus. Um, but also, you know, some of these things have been part of our church for a long time. And we're part of the church before TCF ever planted out of LCF. And so there are good reasons why we do certain things. And so even if, if, if um, giving yourself to some of these things is difficult or uncomfortable, it, it is important to try to understand why we do certain things, why we do consider them important, uh, and the good that can come from it if entered into in faith. There are probably some that we, we would very ardently defend uh, and then others that, you know, we think are good, but they would maybe change at some point. So I mentioned the St. James Reader. We like, to, we like to put that in people's hands if they don't have a particular plan for reading the Bible. A lot of people in the church use it, but not everybody uses it, and we don't, we don't insist that everybody use it. So yes, maybe there are some that are maybe more right than others in that. There are some that uh, we're just rather convinced. Like, Relational discipleship, I think, would be a non-negotiable for us. Um, and, home groups yeah. would be one that, there's nothing in the Bible says you shall meet in homes with smaller groups of people. Right. 
but it does so many things. It's been a great tool for us to do so many things that the Bible does say. Like, one of the things we need the most is to learn to love people unlike us. And, and a home group can do that. Well, it can give you the be a better shot at it than, than, you know, just seeing people at the, the service. So that's one that, yeah. it's a little artificial, but it also is, it, it, it is proven to be very helpful in helping us learn to love, helping us yeah. do relational discipleship. And there, there are some people, not many, but there are some people who are regulars on Friday night for the TCF meeting, but are not part of a home group. Um, we don't tell them they can't come <laughs> on Friday nights. But we do try to let them know that they, they will just miss a lot. They, they'll really miss the DNA of, of who we are. Um, they probably won't feel very connected to the church if they're not in a home group. So, you know, we, we want that good for them. So we encourage it. Anybody else? All right. All right. Father, we thank you for this time tonight.